Hello, everybody. Welcome frickin' back to the frickin' podcast. Is anyone out there? This is the Philosopher's Stone podcast with Jordan Strauss and Sam Laboon. What up, Sam? Yo, yo, yo. I'm sitting at home, ate some bok choy for dinner. Very tasty. Ew, fuck. Just bok choy <laughs> for dinner? That literally is the worst. Well, I, I wouldn't like, even eat that if I was a was a rabbit. With if I was a starving rabbit, I would turn that away. I also had uh, some Oreos and uh, baked beans. It was a terrible dinner. Terrible dinner. Okay, let me get this straight. You got bok choy, baked beans, and the snack Oreo like Oreo cookies. Yeah, it's like a Sunday. Let me, let me guess. You 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 sick bastard. You ate the Oreos in between the bok choy and the baked beans, didn't you? Didn't you? It was like a bed of baked beans with then the, a layer of bok choy and then a layer of crumbled Oreos on top and heat it up. You're fucking nah, with me yeah, right I'm, now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was literally about to, I was about to call someone. Someone <laughs> to stop you. I don't know who. Somebody the Avengers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was leftover. It was leftover day. What can I say? It was leftover day. Ah, oh, well, I guess that's not too bad. Um, oh, I was just going to say something, but I forget what it was. Well, can you believe that? Mm. Oh, yeah. What Do we have any listeners left? Do you know? Do you have the numbers? How many do we got? Uh, we, are, we are growing in a Fibonacci-like sequence, so it's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it's the sum of every previous two numbers, starting with uh, zero and one. Oh. So, so you go zero, one. And you add those two together, and that's one. And then you do one plus one, that's two. Two plus one is three. Three plus two is five. Five plus three is eight. Eight plus three, 11. And then it goes on and on and on. So two steps forward, one step back. Is that what we're trying to say here? So, uh, relentlessly forward, actually, I would say. Relentlessly forward. Relentlessly. That, that sounds promising. We never lose a listener. We never lose. I don't know if that's true or not, but that could be our <laughs> bottom. We never lose We never lost this. <laughs> I never leave a listener behind. In fact, if people stop writing in, we get worried and beg them to write in. <laughs> we can say that because if we ever do lose a listener, they'll stop listening and they won't be able to call us out on that claim. So, so yeah, pretty good move. Speaking of idiot listeners, the Back Table Comedy Podcast boys really pissed me off with their last episode. Oh, really? They have no respect. No respect. Fucking, you know what? This whole thing, this whole podcast beef boils down to Andrew being mad at me for not listening to the podcast. And he, he was actually quite brilliant by pulling on my narcissism that now that I know he's talking shit about me, I have to tune into every fucking episode. So I know <laughs> that he exactly what he says about me. So I can give him a piece of my mind. That stupid bearded old fucking goddamn piece of shit. Ugh. I hope you get shit in your beard crone and it never washes out. Ugh, that's gross. How'd you get shit in your beard? Anal? Have you ever seen him fall asleep on the couch? He can contort in various ways, and his diet's Um, garbage, so sometimes it just leaks (laughs) out of his asshole onto his own beard. I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's not pretty. Uh, Like a tailpipe dripping. Not to mention that weird, sickly ginger man that he's friends with. That guy's about to be a father. Can you believe that? Josh Ashton. I don't think it's ever going to be able to walk. It. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think his genetics... Are strong enough to give that baby working legs. I just don't think so. I mean, God hope, God prays that it's a fully functional baby, but can you get something fully functional when you add two non-functionals together? Is there 
I don't know what the how that works. I'm not a biologist, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be one of those um, one of those things that uh, just doesn't work out, you know, for society in general, like an antichrist type of thing. No, antichrist is actually <laughs> insinuates success on some level. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. It's not right for me to talk shit about Josh's unborn child because he said some very hurtful things on his stupid podcast. Oh, damn. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, don't ever listen to the Backtable Comedy Podcast unless you want actual ear cancer. Ear, I didn't even know ear cancer. Yeah, that would be weird. I think the first cases were found amongst their listenership. It's just, what are you putting in your ears? It's like smoking a pack a day with words. Oh my God. Somebody tell Fauci about this. <laughs> Anyways, I just feel like we let him off the hook too easily last week. And um, I had something to say. Now I said it. Okay. Peace and love, baby. Peace and love. What's up with you, Sam? Well, um, I just helped. Uh, Hannah moved out of her apartment. Oh, in uh, in Ottawa, that was fun. Um, nice. Where'd you go? Where's she moved to? Uh, she's moving. Uh, just moving back home to Toronto. Okay, because she's done law school in in Ottawa. So back to the TO. So are you guys not in the same city anymore, or what? Yeah, I'm still in Ottawa, but I'm planning to move to Toronto either this summer uh-huh. or in the fall. It depends on my internship. If my internship is in Toronto, or if I can do it remotely. Then I'll just move there as soon as possible. But if I have to do it in Ottawa, then I'm going to be stuck here until like the end of September or October, which would suck. Shitty. So like how far away is Ottawa from Toronto? Like how, how, how often could you go see her? It's like it's comparable to going from Kelowna to Vancouver, I would say. Minus the Coca-Cola. Right. It's not ideal, but it's not the worst. Yeah, exactly. And there's like a train that I can take. Oh, that makes it way easier then. Just hop on that train. That's you the whole time. <laughs> just singing in my seat. People like, Should we call the fucking guards or something? Like, what is this? <laughs> Can you catch autism from someone if they're too close to you? <laughs> Yeah, it was a a crazy move. Um, She uh, accidentally like booked with like this scam moving company. Oh, no. That's that big city, big city hustlers. Yeah. And then I got in a fight with them on the phone. You did? Oh, my God. Oh, I would have loved to have heard that fucking phone call. Oh, my God. Like, like the night before the move, like we, she like looked them up on the internet to like read some reviews about it. Yeah. And turns out they have like an F with the Better Business Bureau and there's just like tons of complaints, like people posting pictures of like all their F. Yeah, an F F, with the Better Business Better Business Bureau. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Terrible. And so in the morning, like they would they would they didn't show up at the appointed time and she she called them and put them on speakerphone. And I hadn't heard her talk to these people before, but yeah. They were just like downright nasty. And so like I got in a fight with them. Yeah. And I said if they weren't gonna be play with us that we wouldn't do the move with them and so they canceled the move yeah <laughs> how do they even make money like how are they even a business oh this is how they the, operate. this is the scam my theory is that they basically what they do is they're online right they have this nice little website yeah and so you call them you call them and they'll give you a quote for how much it will take to move your stuff 
Right. And they just, they do that without coming to your apartment. They just say, oh, how many rooms? Like how much stuff? And then they just sort of give you this nice quote. Yeah. And then you put down a deposit for like 200, 300 bucks. Then as soon as you put down the deposit, they just become total assholes to you. Ah, I see. And the goal, their goal is for you to cancel. Cancel so they keep your deposit. So they keep the deposit and they don't actually have to do anything. Fucking snakes. And then if they do have to do the move, they hire just some like some people from a temp agency with no experience who completely fuck everything up. Um, But then they have like deniability or something. But anyway, we're going to try and do like a visa chargeback. Oh, did you lose your deposit? Did it work? Probably. They fucked you. They probably will get to keep it because um, I'd like my only, the only hope is we'll try a visa chargeback. And my only hope is that they were actually the ones who technically canceled the move because they refused to be polite. Right. So, um, right. But yeah, probably, probably won't get it back, but it's a, Valuable lesson learned. If you're going to move, do your research on the company. Fuck. Sam, I feel like you need to do some vigilante justice and get your deposit back for your lady. Do you know where they live? Where are they based out of? What do you have weapon-wise? I have a, uh, a Bic pen and a rubber band. Yeah. And I think that should do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the right hands, of course. That can do any, that can do any amount of people in. <laughs> Just remember to take that cap off that pen first. Oh, yeah. That's a mistake that's like, I won't yeah, make again. It's like the safety. Got to take that off. <laughs> Cocked and loaded. Ready to stab some jugulars. Like that scene from Casino. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Or uh, the the or, uh, the Dark Knight or uh, John Wick. Some great pencil, pencil oh, yeah. executions. Yeah. Pencils are proven like excellent defense weapons, I, I think, just based on the TV I've watched. Yeah, exactly. Like no one suspects the pen or the pencil is a deadly weapon, but in the right hands, like that, yeah. say goodbye to your trachea. Like that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, your trachea is fucked, bud. <laughs> Ballpoint, baby. Get it in, yeah. Yeah. What would you rather have, a, a sharpened graphite pencil or like a sturdy ballpoint if you were in a life or death situation? Mm. Um, I think the ballpoint pen would be the best, like the, the metal. Yeah, because you got that metal. Uh, like that thing's not breaking off in in their trachea, right? That thing's coming right out, exactly, no matter what. Yeah. Whereas I feel, I feel like a pencil, if it's especially if it's, uh, I don't know. Let me take. I'm taking a look right here. Right here, I got a Papermate Classic HB2. I think that's gonna snap right off in there. Yeah, HB2 is softer, a bit softer. Yeah, yeah. And also, you ever sharpen a pencil and it looks sharp, and the second you go to use it, and the tip breaks off because it's like loose in there. Yeah, it's too, too delicate. You don't want that happening. It will not no, kill. No, you don't want that. <laughs> it will not kill. Forged in. in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what um, did I do? Oh, last night I watched Hamilton. Uh, Hannah and I watched Hamilton. Where did you watch that? Because I want to watch it out of curiosity. I don't think I'll like it, but I've just heard that it's I just it's just so hyped yeah. up. And once I heard it was rap music, like a musical that's all rap music, I just to me that's a recipe for just some quality cringing for me. Uh, we watched. You have to watch it on Disney Plus. So I got I got that script. If, okay, so if you got Disney Plus, then you can watch it. It's like twelve bucks to subscribe, and then you can just cancel right after because that's the only thing on there. But it's, it was really good. It was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. I watched Logan on uh, Disney oh, Plus. Oh, okay. That's fair. Week. That's fair. It's an excellent movie. All the Criminal Minds are on there, too. Oh, okay. All right. That might be worth watching. I got some shit. You know uh, Mindhunter, right? Yeah. So the guy from Mindhunter, Will Graham, 
Which one? Uh, Is that Bill? Bill Graham. Yeah, sorry, Bill Graham. Yeah. He plays King George of England in Hamilton and just totally steals the show. And that's why... Really? That's why Mindhunter Season 2 was delayed was because he wanted to keep doing Hamilton longer. What? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Uh, So... The what's on Disney Plus is that that's like a, just a recording of a live performance, right? It's not like the actual like they turned it into a movie, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's a live performance recording. So get the live audience there and everything. Okay, well maybe the lady. Maybe I'll check that out with the lady tonight. She likes musicals. I like to not like them. You know what I mean? Like I liked like I've gone to a few musicals with her, fully knowing I'm not going to respect anyone I see on stage, <laughs> and I still like it. I like to hate it. It's one of those things where I just, I don't know. This was good. Like this was not, this rap was not, as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, this was not cringy rap. Like this was like really good, good beats, like good rhyming, great songs. The whole thing is um, in well, verse. Like there's no dialogue. Everything's verse. So you got to put the subtitles on. Oh, fuck. That's brutal. Okay. Um, and is it takes place, is it a modern, like an urban opera type no, of thing? No, 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 no. It's uh it's about Alexander Hamilton, who's um, he was the son of a Scottish immigrant and a West Indian prostitute who became the first Secretary of the Treasury of the United States and then died in the duel. Oh yeah, that screams rap music to me. That's the essence of hip hop. That story, yeah. making money, making rags bank. to riches, yeah. <laughs> making bank, then get shot in a duel, moving work, <laughs> flipping bundles out there. Uh, <laughs> I've been having a good time. I uh, I finally got my drum studio. I say studio in air quotes <laughs> set up. I, what I did was I hung, I ordered 12 moving blankets off of Amazon. And then I installed uh, grommets in them. I got a grommet installing kit. Wallace and Gromit. And then I hung, hung them all around my drum set, double layered, the six inch air air buffer between the two layers. It's not soundproof, but it made everything sound better. And uh, I've just been fucking loving it. And anytime I get a chance, I go in there. But it's hard to do that when you got three other people living in your house. It's not, like I said, it did not soundproof place, but it definitely made it better to play in there. So that's my story. That was my whole project. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm pretty pretty set. I'm pretty set right now as far as like, Keeping busy with hobbies during this pandemic. Pandemic. That was the name of the heroin they sold in the wire. Pandemic. Pandemic, really? That's like one of the code words around there. That's great. Pandemic. Get your pandemic. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I cannot force myself to watch The Wire or The Sopranos, even though what? I know they're like the top oh dogs. My God, dude, The Wire. You haven't watched The Wire? Ah, Jordan. I've started both of those shows multiple times. <sighs> Whatever. Nobody's perfect. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Trust me. I know. I've been getting a gut. I'm trying to keep running every day. Went for a run before this podcast. It was nice, but when it's hot out, it is. It is hard. Yeah, that's when the that's when the sweat happens, and that's when the yeah, that's when the real changes happen. Change. I mean, that's when you lose the most calories, probably, right? Yeah. Change is also. I smoked like twenty-five cigarettes on <clears> Saturday, <throat> so I was expecting to not be able to run at all. Yeah, and I was actually fine. Oh wow, it's weird. So it makes no sense. Sounds like smoking cigarettes is actually good for your cardio. <laughs> is what I learned from that. 
Yeah, I would agree. Like once you, it's like it's like training with weights on, right? Like you're smoking a cigarette. That's like yeah, it's like ankle weights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, smoking in front of a campfire, so mm. that makes it doubly hard on you. Wow, that is like uh, that's how you get the black lung right there. Yeah. Also, I work at a concrete shop full of concrete dust all day. So my lungs are really get. I'm put. They're nice and calloused yeah. now. I think is what it is. They got a nice thick layer of just sludge on the outside, <laughs> which makes it like that makes it so all the pure air really has time to saturate in there. I think that's what's going on. Lungs of stone. Like I said, not a biologist, but uh, pretty sure that's what's happening. So what are we? Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, um. I went on, okay, so this is, uh, this topic sort of came to me this morning because I was like, all right, we got to do a podcast today. I have nothing prepared. What the hell are we going to do? Yeah. But things, things worked out as they always do. And uh, <laughs> serendipity. Exactly. Serendipity. Sweet serendipity. So one of the themes that we've been talking, that we end up talking about a lot on this podcast, especially when we talk about ancient uh, philosophy from like ancient Greece, ancient Rome, is how none of the stuff that they did would have been possible without slavery. Yeah. Right. We've we've been hitting on that a lot. Yeah. You can move move mountains mountains with enough unpaid labor. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yesterday, Hannah and I went for like a long run and I was listening to um, a podcast, uh, the New York times podcast. Yeah. And this was about, uh, this was about pretty much the same topic. This is about this professor of classics at Princeton named Danel Padilla Peralta. Uh-huh. Who his prod he um he's basically saying that the study of classics has become infiltrated and embraced by white supremacists. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Infiltrated by white supremacists. Co-opted, if you will. Co-opted. Appropriated. Appropriated. That's that's better. I think that that fits better in with the uh, the current language of today. Yeah, yeah. So so this is like one of the two, I guess, one of the two challenges that is facing humanities departments. Right. The first challenge facing humanities is that nobody's really students are not interested in it anymore because it's not a very practical degree. Right. But then the other challenge is this uh, white supremacy thing. So there's like a bunch of examples of this. One example, there's a neo not Nazi website called Stormfront. 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 I've heard of that before. Stormfront. Excalibur level X access to Stormfront. So fucking like dorky all these names they give themselves, especially like white supremacists, Grand Wizard or whatever, the Grand Dragon of the KKK. Is it the Grand Wizard or the Grand Dragon? I think they probably have both. <sighs> probably. Anyways, Stormtrooper Front. Jedi Council level access. Yeah. And um, so they, they have like, like for example, they'll like put up a picture of the Parthenon, right? The temple in Athens. Yeah. And the caption will be, every month is white history month. <laughs> right? they're, they're memeing it up. They're memeing it up. And they will often, right? So like online, they'll often adopt pseudonym to protect their identity. And the pseudonyms they choose are often names of classical Greeks or Romans. Mm-hmm. Right at the infamous Tiki Torch March, they had banners with symbols of the Roman legions on them. Yeah. God, such fucking dorks. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's tons of examples of it. Uh, there's the uh, the famous right, you know, um, right Sparta, right, the three hundred Spartans. Yeah. So there's the famous saying that when Xerxes said to Leonidas, "Like uh, hand over your your weapons," the Spartans said uh, in Greek they would say "molon labe" or something, which means "come and take them." Right. And so this phrase, uh, a lot of the QAnon people will have this phrase on their they're like COVID masks or whatever, Molon Labe. And it's become like a Second Amendment thing. Like, come and take it. Oh my God. You want my gun, pussy <laughs> liberals? Come take it from me. Come kiss me for it. <laughs> you see that guy no, in the video? <laughs> oh my God. It's hilarious. It's this. Uh, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to. I'm going to send it to you after this podcast because it is fucking great. <laughs> okay. But people that have seen it will know what I'm talking about by just that one line. Yeah, there's. It sounds pretty similar. So these and these, the, a lot of these white supremacist groups, they always have some like, ah, the sons of Odin. Uh, we're Vikings. <laughs> we <laughs> exactly. They love to compare themselves to like the great armies of the past when most of them wouldn't be able to lift a fucking shield if they yeah, had to. It's it's pretty pathetic a lot of the time. <sighs> and yeah, like they love the movie. 300 obviously is like is huge with them which which sucks because it's uh and it's the movie's fault i think right because in that movie um they sort of characterize it as this battle between the free spartans and the like the slave armies of xerxes of the left the liberal left they're brown and they're lefties Look at that guy. He's wearing makeup. He's a man. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess Xerxes in that movie is kind of like a androgynous. androgynous yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, exactly. I don't like it. <laughs> and, but like in reality, the Spartans had loads and loads of slaves of their own. And the Spartans themselves were practically slaves yeah. because they lived in a rigidly controlled society where everyone was totally subservient to the state. Right. So. If anything, it's a it's a battle between two slave states against each other. It's not really a clash of freedom and slavery. Yeah, well, you can't expect the white supremacists to have like really accurate historical knowledge, no. can you? No. Um, unfortunately, though, like as we've talked about, there is a ton of justification for slavery in ancient philosophy. All of our favorite philosophers were fans of slavery. Sad. How do they justify it? Like, I don't, I don't well, understand that. So remember. Um, I can't remember if it was last week or like a few weeks ago, we were talking about how the Greeks believed that you should never go against nature and that you should model your morality and your sense of justice off of uh, the natural world. Yeah, tons of slavery going on in the animal kingdom. <laughs> Fuck that right, about. So, well, like it is true though, like ants enslave other ants. Really? There's species of ants, yeah, there's species of ants uh, there's like one species of ant. I think it's called a honeypot ant, and the honeypot ant, like mm-hmm. it, sort of creates this like honey-like substance in like an organ on its back or something. And then these other ants will come along, yeah, and they will capture all the honeypot ants and take them back to their own colony, and then use them for their honey as like slaves, basically. That is wild. Yeah. The insect kingdom is just savagery all around, though. Like slavery is the worst. Like slavery in the context of the insect world is not even that like <laughs> evil <laughs> compared to some of the other shit that goes on there it is yeah i mean what are they really losing like they're just 
being an ant in a different place. Like they're still being ants. They're still doing ant things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're still doing, yeah. They're yeah. still living in an ant colony. It's not like they're not eaten. Yeah. They're, they're living their ant life. Like what are they? It's no different. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt they realize that they're being sl- enslaved. I don't think they're uh, aware of that. Now, if we look at the Ooh. the movie The Lion King, there was definitely something going on between the lions and the hyenas, right? The hyenas mm. were subservient yes. to the lion. And they had to run errands <laughs> and shit for Scar. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, that's true. Right? And uh, Plato would agree with you. He would, uh, a quote from Plato, Plato was okay with slavery because he said nature herself suggests that it is just for the better to have more than the worse, the more powerful to have more than the weaker. And in many ways, nature shows among men and among animals, and indeed among whole cities and races, that justice consists of the superior ruling over and having more than the inferior. Damn, Plato. Yeah. That's some... Some heavy-handed shit right there. Uh, I just, I like, what does he mean? How is that shown in nature, though, besides this one ant colony, other than just, like, obviously the food chain of predators and prey? That's not slavery. Yeah, I think it's, it's, not, like, it's not like slavery, like they're getting them to go and do work for them, but I think it's more like the stronger can take what they want from the weaker, and that's nature. That's natural. But that's usually physical to physical, individual to individual, not like societal slavery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like an individual, it's not like Plato was stronger (laughs) than like every slave. No, 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 not not like, uh, not not necessarily stronger in terms of like uh, physical strength, but like superior in terms of, here's here's another, here's a quote from Aristotle, it might make it easier. Okay. Aristotle would say, slavery is a part of nature, for that some should rule and others be ruled is a thing not only necessary, but expedient. From the hour of their birth, some are marked out for subjugation and others for rule. So by that, he means that like some people, Aristotle thought that slaves are sort of like, like sort of like animals, right? They just don't have the cognitive capacity to live their own life. If you leave them to their own devices, they'll just fuck everything up. So it's in everyone's best interests if these people are slaves yeah. to the people who are who are born to rule, who have like intelligence and and the, the capacity. Maybe we were born <laughs> to rule. It's a, it's a great Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen song. Damn, that's the original version. Hope he doesn't sing that in front of Obama. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I see that the, there was some very half haphazard justification it yeah. for slavery in the minds of some ancient Greek philosophers. Yeah. These are not good arguments. Uh, pretty weak arguments, honestly. Like, I would expect more from these supposedly enlightened individuals. I agree. I think the reason for it is that they, they needed to justify it because it was the reality of their world and they benefited from it so much. And so they needed to like, yeah. just make up something to justify it. Because, like, it's so obviously, yeah, like abhorrent. So, but you're benefiting from it so much, so you have to rationalize it in some way to make yourself feel better. So that's why I think the arguments are so weak. Yeah, he had to say something rather than admit that he had to go get a <laughs> yeah. job. Yes, exactly. Or that he should go get a job. And this is like a huge irony. Fucking soft-handed bitch. 
a, a huge irony is that Aristotle was very opposed to what he called legal slavery. And that is like, say there's a war between Athens and Sparta and Athens captures a bunch of Spartans. And then Athens decides to make those Spartan slaves. Right. Aristotle argued that in a just world, there would be no legal slaves. All the legal slaves, slaves would be freed. But anyone who, was, who, was, who should be a natural slave should be enslaved if they are free. <laughs> so how do you categorize what a natural slave would be? Unfortunately, yeah. Like, wouldn't in their logic, if the if the Spartans lost that war and were taken as slaves, isn't that like, oh, <laughs> see the nature of it is that you guys didn't win, so you naturally are slaves. Isn't that like the reasoning he was going for the first time? I mean, you would think so, but um, he 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 didn't really give a test for determining who should be a slave or not. It's all just based on. Um, I like it doesn't really make sense either because if you're born a slave, then you're not going to get an education. So how could anyone possibly know if you had the capacity for, you know, like intelligence, right? If you're not taught to read and write and things like that, yeah, then obviously you're not going to exhibit a ton of intelligence. That's what I'm saying is that like the, this the supposed assumed superiority is. Anyone that isn't incredibly biased would can will be able to see that it's not like intelligence can it is an, like yeah it's just bullshit is what it is to say that oh look at how much better we are than these people what this society that surrounds them is essentially built to maintain that hierarchy when it has nothing to do with their actual like natural abilities yeah so like the the like the thing with the legal slaves would be like oh we captured these Spartans. But look, like they're they're intelligent. They can they can talk. They can read. They can write. They shouldn't be slaves. But oh, you who was born a slave, oh, you can't uh, you you don't like know all this information. Oh, then you should be a slave. And it's just pretty lazy. Well, it seems pretty weak to me. Weak argument. But it seems like it's just enough. Makes just enough sense for the bozos on the internet to latch on to. Yeah, yeah, and. That's pretty much like what they, what they, they like they run on, and that was like this. This whole argument was adopted later by Thomas Jefferson. Um, he he like had he argued along a similar line, right? He said like, "Oh, look the the Roman slaves, they were sometimes used as tutors for Roman children, right? So they had some intelligence, but look the slaves on my plantation, yeah, they can't tutor anybody, so therefore." Their race is the issue, and that's why they deserve to be slaves. Thomas Jefferson. Which, again, again, terrible argument, because obviously you're not teaching any of these slaves anything, so they can't tutor anybody. So it's like, just a terrible argument. Yeah. No one thought to do a little experiment, like, hey, let's put <laughs> these white babies out there and see if they can read and write when they come back in. <laughs> now that's a movie. I want to see that movie. <laughs> Well, we just want to make sure that uh, white people are naturally superior. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave them out, raise them as if they were a slave. And then when they come back into the house, they should <laughs> yeah. be able to read and yeah, write. Simple. Fine. <laughs> if not, invent their own language, top to bottom. Yeah, exactly. And like, what else did we look? We also looked at like stoicism. That was, it wasn't really a justification for slavery, but it was a great excuse for it. Because if you're a stoic, you could say like, oh, look at these slaves. Like, they are actually better off in a way because 
they their passions cannot rule them because they're slaves. So they're actually better off in a sense, right? So that's hilarious. See, these slaves, they're actually better than us because they're slaves. Like, so they <laughs> like it. Believe me. <laughs> We're doing them a favor by making them slaves because that actually makes them better than us. You see what I'm saying here? So if I was to free them, I'd be doing them a disservice because then they would be a slave to their passion. Some fucking mental gymnastics going on there, Mr. Stoics. Exactly. And then... Guess who? Guess who's back? Our old friend, Saint Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas. He's got a quaint ass. That's his theme song. When he walks in the room, <laughs> anytime we mention him, it's like a rock star. <laughs> we mention him on the podcast. That that's gonna got be, his shades on. <laughs> yeah. And then he always shows his oh. tiny little butt after. <laughs> He's got a little butt flap. <laughs> He's got a little butt. Thomas a quaint ass. That's quite the quaint ass you have there. He says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys want to learn some philosophy today? Get out before I poke you with my hot poker, you whore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. Uh, I love how his older brothers tried to make him, like, break his moral code by getting him prostitutes. That, like, older brothers <laughs> are the same then as they are now. I swear to God. His argument was that perfect world there would be no slavery but because of the fall of man slavery was inevitable and yeah okay he's just he's just putting all of the blame on adam and eve yeah oh cop out his quote is for men of outstanding intelligence naturally take command while those who are less intelligent but of more robust physique seem intended by nature to act as servants I don't get that. Like, oh, look at how strong he is. Nature wants him to be a slave because he's going to be the mo- he's going to be more useful as a slave. What if he uh, he wants to become an author or a philosopher himself, but he's got <laughs> these huge traps, these massive trapezoids. Those are they're going to go to waste if we let him choose his own exactly. career. Yeah, it's <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. <laughs> oh, you want to be a ship captain? You shouldn't have been so shredded, <laughs> yeah. bud. You're stacking grain. <laughs> you don't look like a ship captain, though, so you can't be one. The dumbest fucking logic ever. Yeah, it's it's this whole argument about like what nature, what nature wants, what nature intended. Which, like, I guess from maybe from his perspective, he was thinking, well, God designed nature, so whatever nature is is what we should do because nature was made in the image of God. I don't know why people have this like such like. Some people, their reverence for nature is just, it's, it's way too, they put way too, like, they think that nature is like the most perfect, innocent balance there is. Like everything is just so in sync. It's like nature is chaotic mm. and yeah. unfair. And if you, and like things die that are way before they should die naturally. There is like, nature is not this like, I mean, it's beautiful, but it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be looking to nature for every step of morality along the way. You know what I mean? Like if you have a moral question, don't just look to nature and, (laughs) oh, there's my answer. Yeah, it's the worst. Like they've got, um, like the classic is the wasps that lay their eggs in in spiders and things like that, parasitic wasps. Yeah. It's one of the cruelest, cruelest ways to reproduce in the whole world. dude. 
you should follow this Instagram account I found called the Dark Side of Nature, <laughs> and that'll that'll rattle a hippie's teeth right out of his fucking face. Oh my god! It's just like videos of of birds, like. Like there's a one video that was like so, it was just this woodpecker just pecking this other bird to death <laughs> in one of the most savage attacks I've ever seen. Oh man, crazier than anything I've ever seen in the UFC octagon. <laughs> it was just this this woodpecker just stabbing this other bird that was like clearly still alive, but like oh my god, it's like oh that's nature for you, Mother Nature, Mother Nature, peace and love. <laughs> My, my favorite is, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast or not before, but it's it's called, you know, like golden eagles, right? Like the really big eagles. Yeah. So they prey on uh, like small deer and antelopes on the steps. Yeah, they just throw them off the no, cliff. No, 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 this is, this is different. <laughs> this is a different way that they do it. Oh, really? This way that they do it is like even more, like there's videos I've watched of it. It's just fucking, oh, it's brutal. Basically what they do is they just, they fly down, they land on a, the back of an antelope, right? And they've got their massive talons, which they just sink in. Yeah. And then they just start, like, pecking at its spine. Oh, my God. And so, of course, the thing bolts, and the eagle has to take off. Yeah. And so it just sort of glides along following it until, it gets ti- until the deer gets tired and the deer stops. And then the eagle lands on it again, starts pecking at it again, pecking, pecking, pecking. Deer runs away again. Eagle glides along after it and just keeps repeating this until either it severs the spine or the deer just collapses from exhaustion and then it just like perches on it and just eats it. Fuck, man. <laughs> and they have no way to defend yeah. against it. See? It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many examples of that. Yeah. I don't know. Some people are just, they only, they look at nature as this like infinite source of like peace and unity and, 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 uh, I don't know. They just have a very naive view of what nature actually is. And to just to look to nature as like this all encompassing example for humanity to live, like just look to nature to see what you should do. That it just doesn't translate all the time because like I said, nature is beautiful. Yes, but it's super chaotic and violent too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not always, it's not always balanced either. Right. Like some, some organisms no. got out of control, like beavers. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this whole, oh, look, there's, looks like we're supposed to have slaves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, what they, that's what the ants do, right? So. Well, I took a walk through the woods today and uh, everywhere I looked was just a sign after sign that we should have slaves <laughs> and slaves are natural. When in Rome, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's like, there's tons of arguments in, in the ancient world, in justification of slavery. And so in the, in like the 1700s, 1800s, this field of study called classics began. And this was the period of time called the Enlightenment. And this is when David Hume was big. Hume, baby. I love that guy. <laughs> Just a big smug look on his face. Ugly guy too, but he looks like he thinks he's sexy as hell. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, so in this time, universities... They could now operate without the, as much constraint from the church. And so they started really studying these classic philosophers. And this became like the secular origin story of Western civilization. And this was what America was, was based on. The American founding fathers 
based almost like so much of America is based on the Roman system. Right. Even in the architecture, right? The the Capitol building, the Supreme Court, the White House, they're yeah. all modeled after Roman architecture. The Nazis loved Roman Greek and Roman architecture, right? Like all their shit is got Oh yeah, they did. Pillars and shit. Yeah, didn't the Romans have swastikas and eagles banging it? They, 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 they were rocking that shit back in the day. Oh, yeah. They, they loved that shit. And they, uh, they loved to, and like the Nazis loved to say that the reason Rome fell apart was because they failed to keep the state pure and they allowed too many dirty foreigners to come in and mix with them. <laughs> Which is really ironic because it was the Germans who destroyed Rome in the first place. <laughs> the Goths. Yeah. The Huns. Well, the Huns weren't Germans, but the Goths were Germans. Yeah, why not be on your own team? I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> why not idolize your own people? Yeah, it's this weird, weird hodgepodge of, uh, of influences. So it's everywhere, it's everywhere, it's everywhere in, in America, and in the Nazis. They all base it on, they all justify their slavery practices based on these ancient philosophers. Okay, well, <laughs> good for them, I guess. <laughs> Stupid morons. Yeah. Sons of Odin. We're the, we're the, <laughs> what was it called? We're Stormfront. You better watch out because the storm's coming. Exactly. Yeah. Queuing on the storm. That's what it was all about. And so, and so now there's like people. So this guy, uh, back to the guy who started this, Danel Padilla Peralta, he's been calling for this sort of way of studying classics to, to stop because it does, it sort of ignores all of this baggage and doesn't really talk about it and sort of sweeps tries to sweep it under the rug like right like the movie 300 is like the prime example of that like just sort of like okay yeah like we would prefer to think of the Spartans as these free people so we're just going to ignore yeah. the fact that they lived in a extremely hierarchical regimented society where nobody had freedom and they had tons of slaves yeah and we're going to pretend that they were like beacons of liberty. That movie made them seem like they were just like this super honorable warrior class that like it was like they just had the most righteous lifestyle there is possible. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Not true at all. Lots yeah. of great slow motion action, though. That's all I really needed. Oh, yeah. Out of that movie. Fuck yeah. The action in that movie is incredible. I can't. You can't start making these movies and like. It'd be expected to like stick to how it actually went down and how it actually was because lots of people don't want to see that shit. So it's like we can't be holding these directors and writers to write scripts that are historically accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean they could make a. I would love to see a movie about like the real ancient Sparta. Like it was, it was fucked up. That would be a crazy movie. I think that movie 300 was based off a graphic novel, though. So yeah, that's yeah, why it was so stylized yeah. and simple. Yeah. When Zack Snyder has a graphic novel, which is basically like a storyboard already made, yeah, he can make a good movie out of it. Yeah. <laughs> when he has to make up his own movie, eh. eh. What, has he had any original scripts that he's made into movies? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Um, what was it called? Fuck. Uh, it was like with those girls who have to do all these crazy like action sequences to get out of this mental asylum that they're in. Oh, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was an original screenplay. 
That one was uh, I, it was entertaining, but it was just eye candy through and through, hundred percent eye candy. Yeah, lots of slow motion, cool action scenes, but very little to the actual plot and su- no substance at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So this this uh, this poor guy, Danel Padilla Peralta, it's it's very ironic because he receives a ton of racist. It's uh, really ironic that he's saying like, look. Classics as the way it is taught is um, is just like emboldening white supremacy. Western civilization has become a code word for white civilization. And right, he's saying this. And then the response that he gets is like racist hate mail. Like here's one right. that he got, uh, quote, maybe African studies would suit you better if you can't cope with the reality of, an- of how advanced Europeans were. You could figure out why the wheel had never made it to sub-Saharan Africa, you meathead. Lucky for you, you're black because you have little else on offer. What? Right? So it's very ironic. Wait, like, lucky for you, you're black because you have little else on offer? Yeah, it's basically saying that um, the only reason you got your teaching job was because you're black. Oh, okay. Because to me, that was almost, like, not racist. <laughs> like, you're lucky you're black because nothing else about you is good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's saying, like, listen, the only, the only reason, the only thing you have that can get you out of this world is... yeah. I didn't realize that was the context. I was like, yeah. okay, that, I mean, yeah, the tone sounded racist until that last sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one. Um, this was from the uh, magazine Breitbart. If there was one area of learning guaranteed never to be hijacked by the forces of ignorance, political correctness, identity politics, Social justice, dumbing down, you might have thought it would be classics. Well, welcome, barbarians. The gates of Rome are wide open. Okay. So again, again, I'm so confused because who are these barbarians who invaded Rome? The Germans. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what, is, uh, what is ancient Rome chock full of? Slavery. So, right. Not really, yeah, not really sure. It's very ironic. Yeah. I'm sure it's lost on him. But he's he's like a big deal, so and I think people are starting to agree with him because he's he's a professor at Princeton, so he's a big deal. Right. But the, the problem is the classic experiments probably won't go away and probably won't change until nobody attends them anymore because they have lots of money. Well, I won't be attending them, so people can <laughs> sleep tight at night knowing that their favorite philosopher, Jordan Strauss, underground, self taught. <laughs> And by self-taught, I mean you're teaching me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what to add to this other than don't be racist, you pieces of shit. Just because the bears and bees out there are enslaving each other and and prejudiced against other other animals because of their fur color doesn't mean we have to follow that suit. Okay, nature is not your friend. That's my that's my takeaway from this. <laughs> yeah, but basically the idea is it's not like you should take your every your copy of Socrates and go burn it or something. Yeah. The idea is just like, don't, don't put these people on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, don't forget, don't forget what kind of society they lived in, what they believed and what made their work possible. Like, don't forget about that. Basically. Yeah. Don't join the storm front and then use your username as like Plato, Aristotle, lover 69. <laughs> Plato, Aristotle, lover 69. <laughs> <laughs> And they never like like another funny thing is they there's so much like oh, like homosexuality and uh, 
and stuff going on. Yeah, do these white supremacists? Yeah, do they ever <laughs> talk about that aspect of their favorite group of philosophers? <laughs> Dude, the Spartan soldiers had to. They were encouraged to have romantic relationships with each other, so yeah. that they would be more committed on the battlefield. Yeah, why don't you put that <laughs> tattoo across your back, you asshole? <laughs> <laughs> this butthole's for Leonidas. <laughs> <laughs> Get that tattooed. That's a tramp stamp. <laughs> Come and take it. <laughs> no further, unless you're King Leonidas. <laughs> then you can These enter my, my hot, hot gates. gates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. <laughs> my hot gates are wide open. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no Persians allowed. No Persians. <laughs> oh my God. That is like, that is so real. That is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Our arrows will blot out the sun. Um, and we shall fight in the shade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh -huh. That was a good line. <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone write that down? <laughs> Is there anyone around to write that down for the history books? That, that cool thing I just said to the Persian guys. Does anyone here have a pen? Does anyone have a pen? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. No well, survivors. Oh, fuck. It's never going to work. They're not going to make it to the textbooks. Yeah, how do we know they really said that? They all died. Yeah. Someone else obviously was like, you know, it'd be cool if they said this would not happen. <laughs> and then it'd be cool if like this was what happened. And then like, imagine every single one has six packs. Like just, <laughs> just they all have six packs and all the six packs look exactly the same. <laughs> Are you are you suggesting that those were CGI six packs? I am not only suggesting it, I am breaking the news to the world right now that no 300 people have the exact same looking six packs. I don't mm, care. That's a good point. Yeah. Unless you keep your bloodline pure, man, and then you all get the... the that's what went wrong with Germany. Their six packs were all starting to look different. <laughs> they didn't do enough crunches. Man. Yeah. Let's, yeah, that's what... Uh, that's what Alex Jones says all the time. He's like, well, look what happened to ancient Rome. They let in too many immigrants, and then their civilization went to shit. That's exactly what's happening here. Uh, actually, they expanded their borders too far to guard them all, <laughs> and there was a ton of infighting. So yeah. I don't think it was a immigration problem. No, and believe me, they took in a ton of immigrants to work the fields, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No different from our society. So... Dude, Alex Jones needs to drop dead from a heart attack. He just, he needs to. I can't believe he's still standing. How has he not? His blood pressure, man. You fucking poke one of his veins and you're going to get like one of those streams of fluid that can cut through steel right through your body. <laughs> Alien blood. Man. That dude is like a fucking pressurized tire all the time, like about to explode. It would be crazy if... If that's all an act, and then behind the scenes, he actually eats like really healthy and does like yoga and stuff, and like just he would be caught. He would be. <laughs> he would be. There's no way that guy is all in on his on his shit, man. He is all in whiskey and steaks for breakfast, baby. Uh, he uh he was on Andrew um Schultz's podcast. Oh really? And he got fucking hammered and just oh my god, oh my god the shit he was saying. Was just that guy. What was he saying? Like DMT aliens and shit? Or 
Uh, I just I forget the exact. I just saw like a little trailer for it, but it, it looked like it was he was saying some stuff that he wasn't going to remember saying, and but everybody else was going to. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I gotta watch that. He he goes he gets crazy sometimes. He is a fucking psychopath, dude. He's a weirdo. Yeah. Um, I think that's all right for this week's episode. If anyone wants to email in, uh, it is the T- it is tpspodcast420 at gmail.com. You could write in, ask a question, comments, concerns. Um, anything else to add, Sam, other than fuck the back table comedy podcast, boys? <laughs> um, uh, I would add... Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding, <laughs> love you guys. But also, fuck you, dudes. Fuck you, buddy. Uh, what could I recommend here? Um, I'd recommend watching the musical Hamilton three years later. Uh. <laughs> well, I think that's what I'm going to do tonight is watch Hamilton start spitting those bars at work tomorrow. Ten dollar founding father without a father. Yeah. Hey, yeah. spoilers. That's a line. That's a bar. Uh, if only Biggie was alive today, he could have starred in it. He could have been the lead. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, he would have been great in that. Because it's a uh, the whole cast, uh, most of the cast is uh, African American, I think. Hmm. Like a lot of the cast. You're supposed to refer to them as blacks with capital B now, is what oh, I. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, that's the new thing, isn't it? You can say black, but you have to capitalize B. So <sighs> you gotta you gotta stay up to date on these things, Sam. You just offended our whole listenership by right. saying African American. People of color. People of color. Pac. A lot of the cast are people of color. Bipox. Bipoc. Oh yeah, that's true. Is. What is BIPOC? BIPOC sounds like there are like a some sort of like the Starship Enterprise has to like run away from the BIPOC. <laughs> <laughs> the Delta Quadrant is overrun <laughs> <laughs> with BIPOCs. Okay, that's it for us today. Thanks for listening. Peace.